Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Show podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hello. Oh, I'm doing just well. I've up- upgraded my setup, new new yeah. webcam, microphone yeah, on a boom arm. Yeah, get you, we, aren't you fancy? Yeah, dude, don't, me just casually dropping $200 on this podcast. You So you better you better like, comment, and subscribe, because, uh, you know. <laughs> Please, I'm broke. This this costs money, and I can tell you for a fact that we aren't getting any of it. I can tell you that much. But no, you're looking good, and yeah. Thank you. Feeling good, you know. Spatoon I'm feeling happened. good, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a good week. It's been a good yeah. week. What's going um, on with you, man? No, you know, not much, you know, pretty tired, got like no sleep, then got a lot of sleep, Queen died, might get a day off, you know, bit of a weird week, but you know, that's just that's <laughs> what happens in life, isn't it, you know, like, what could happen? Did she cancel that Nintendo Direct? Jeff, will you tell us? Maybe we'll talk about that later, who knows, Hunter's going into the Matrix. Did she break Hunter's webcam? Oh my who gosh, who knows, who knows? Are you doing alright, Hunter, in Matrix Oh, Land? yeah, I'm doing okay, uh, you know, just surviving there. Yeah, just, yeah, just surviving. That's the, the queen, understatement the of the statement. Queen killed my car. Yeah. Oh no. She did more than that. Like, yeah. That's. I can't believe you just. You would just swept that under the rug. Like, literally, yeah. it looks. He looks like he was playing Destruction All Stars, and like that was the that yeah. that image was the first time I remembered Destruction All Stars existed in like eight <laughs> months, and I was like, yeah, dude, like that guy's. He's been grinding that game that's been dead, um, but now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. at least you're okay we're all we're all okay we're all alive we're all here you know yeah. death of the monarchy or hunter's car dying like you know when it's not <laughs> gonna bring us down you know we're still here yeah. uh to talk about video games the third time we're gonna try and get splatoon people to listen to our podcast we'll see how it goes you know it's the kind of the <laughs> final push here um but no uh, it's all right. We also we can go yeah. for a spoiler cast and try a fourth time. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Splatoon fans are gonna love that, dude. The <laughs> sunken scrolls. Yeah, like oh, I must know what was DJ Octavio's mo- motive at the start of the game. Let's discuss. Come on, <laughs> it's just that easy. On, it's it's like Kirby fans. I'm sure there's someone who plays Splatoon for the lore. Uh, probably, dude. There's probably a, the Splatoon lore channel, and it's probably got nothing on the Elden Ring lore channels and the, the FromSoft guys. Like, they're probably just going, guys, look, it's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> like, that's about it. That's oh, all they have. It's upside down. It Vati, Vati Vidya fears Splat lore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But no, if you haven't guessed, that will be the main topic of the show this week, is we're going to be giving our first impressions, or kind of, they're not even really first impressions, because we played the Splatfest demo. So... At this point, it's basically an early review. I've played, like, if you include the Splatfest demo, I've probably now played 24 hours of Splatoon 3. Uh, Kyle, you've probably played something similar. Probably close, yeah. Hunter, you've probably put about 10 in between the two at this stage, at least. Yeah, 10 or 12, probably. So we've got plenty of discussion. We've played everything, at least a little bit. You guys have played the story mode. We've obviously played multiplayer. I played a bit of uh, Salmon Run, Grizzco, whatever you want to call it. So, we've got a lot to talk about, and then if that doesn't uh, quench our thirst for the podcast, we can always talk about the Ubisoft stuff, uh, the Nintendo Direct, will it happen, will it won't happen, did the Queen kill the Nintendo Direct along with herself, we'll find out. I don't know, I feel, is that too soon for to say stuff like that? Like, I don't know, she was your monarch, man. I think it depends on your view of the royal family. It's 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 one of those things where it's like I see both sides. I've never been a I've never been a huge fan of the monarchy, but also 
you know, it's 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 a very it's a very controversial thing that I'm like I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. To be honest, it's like yeah. the gulag memes were funny though, like, but also it's like I I see both sides, and it's like it's it's like with presidents, right? It's like with that you can have opinions on presidents, but at the end of the day, they're gonna do good things, but then also they're probably going to kill a lot of people in wars or whatever have you. It's just it's always like there's always gonna be a mixed bag with stuff, you know, depending on how you look at stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel pretty neutral to neutral kind of negative, probably. But also, I'm in a lucky position where I can do that. Anyway, that's enough of that, because this is a gaming podcast, <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like and subscribe for more commentary and on current events. Yeah, bro, you know you want to. You know you want to. But no, we'll talk about Ubisoft Forward. We may talk about the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Hunters played River City Girls, and I played the Artful Escape. So we'll talk about all that in this week's episode. Uh, as always, this is the Hey Show podcast. We come to you live every Monday at 5 p.m. UK time, 12 p.m. Eastern on podcast services, slightly later on youtube.com forward slash hotgamers only, where you can look at our stupid faces every week. And yeah, any reviews, support, you can contact the show at hotgamers only at gmail.com. But all of it's really appreciated. Thank you for everyone that does. Uh, and thank you for listening to last week's episode. Apparently, a lot of you love when we talk about negative things, which is funny because then when we talk about something positive, but frame it as maybe it'll be negative, you guys throw a hissy fit. So let's see what happens <laughs> this week. Because I feel like spoiler to be alert. Fair, I don't think that was the same people. Oh, it definitely wasn't. And to be <laughs> yeah, fair, no let's let's because we do these overrated videos, and because the last one went so fucking out of line, let's start with this. I think Splatoon Three is a great video game. What about you guys? Let's just get I the think Splatoon Three out. is a great video game. Cool. Yeah, I'm I feel like it's probably the most whole package of the three of them so far. Yeah, you know? definitely. Like, at launch already, I feel like it's more complete than the other two were, and it's still gonna get more stuff to come. So. I think I think my bottom line with this video game is like if we were coming up with like a tagline or a little thing to kind of go is it's like it's not an innovator there is nothing new in Splatoon 3 that is different from anything that Splatoon's done before but it's probably the most kind of refined package that Splatoon has ever had it has the most content and it's probably the most feature like rich game from the get go Splatoon yeah. 2 had a lot of content Splatoon 1 had a lot of content but at the start, those while. games were yeah. bare bones as fuck. Whereas this game, you've got 12 multiplayer maps from the get-go. You've got Salmon Run open 24-7, and it has multiple maps from the get-go this time. We only had one Salmon Run map last time, if, if I remember correctly, one or two. But we have at least three now, which is great. And I feel like the single player is probably the biggest and the most refined single player that they've done. So it's like, overall, very good package. I don't know, where do you want to start with this, Kyle? Which which section oh. do you want to start with? I think we've talked enough about the multiplayer from the last video, which was just solely focused on that test fire multiplayer. So I mean, we'll want, cover like, it again quickly later for the people who haven't in. listened. I will frame that. We will talk about multiplayer, but if yeah. you want to talk about single player first, I'm I thinking single player would be a good player. place to start. Um, no spoilers. I mean, it's fucking Splatoon. Like, come on, kids. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what are you going to cry? But we will probably be talking about what the single player is like and the game does play a little trick on you in the first like 20 minutes so if you don't want that <laughs> ruined then get out i guess but it's splatoon <laughs> come the fuck on yeah. um, so i don't know what are your overall thoughts on it because you two haven't played octo right you didn't you guys didn't play Octo no, expansion. No. i didn't Honestly, own splatoon I never, too 
Yeah, yeah, true. You probably should have found that. I never that, played <laughs> all of either of the campaigns. I think I played the first part of the second one, and I played the last half of the first campaign. Does that make sense? Listen, man, it was... <laughs> Play part two of part one and part one of part two, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Put it together Just and you've got a whole campaign, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But... It was all, I, I liked what I played of both of them, you know, it was mm-hmm. solid, and I feel like this is probably going to be another decent way to teach you how to, you know, use the things that they're showing you without being shot by some person who's already played the game for 20 more hours than mm. you every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> it's definitely, like I say, I feel like it's the best package, because at first, it starts off in classic Splatoon fashion, where it's like, the great slapfish has fucking gone missing again. Someone stole it and Captain Coalfish is in a fucking sewer grate again. And you're like, okay, we're really doing this for a third time? I'm like, come on. I'm like, last I checked, the great zapfish isn't even supposed to be here. Isn't that an Incopolis thing? Why is it now in Splatsville? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, it seems a bit dumb. But I kind of like how... My main problem with Splatoon 2 is I like Splatoon 2's kind of, like, little story mode. But I feel the problem was, was it was 100% a cut and dry copy and paste of splatoon 1 story mode and the fact that it very much was great fat sapfish has been stolen dr octavio has stolen it it's the octarians again we've got to deal with the octarians with by going through every single level collecting the sapfish at the end of it to unlock the electrical gates to get to the next world and there's only those there's only get to the end levels and then there's the couple of arena levels where you fight the octarian like i don't the oct they're kind of like octolings that are under octario's control or something aren't they they've got like the mind control cloud whatever the fuck they are but you've got yeah. like those you've got like those battles in the main stages and that's about it whereas octo expansion which was for splatoon 2 which came out like a year and a bit after i think it was kind of like torn a like appear torn a period of time later basically is what i'm trying to say uh was basically more of a challenge map where it was like each one you went into there was an objective and you were restricted on what weapons you could use and it was kind of like a, you know, dodge this for a minute or do this kind of thing. And I liked it a lot more because it felt, one, more difficult and challenging, but two, it felt more refined and it felt like it knew what it was doing more. And I, my hopes and dreams for this campaign were, man, I hope that they take what they did with Octo Expansion and move that into like a single, pl- the, the original story mode of kind of Splatoon. And for a second, they got me when those first four levels were just <laughs> get to the end, collect the fucking Zapfish. I was yeah. like, oh my God, they're doing it again. But as soon as Octavio, this is as far as we'll get when it comes to fucking story spoilers. I promise Splatoon fans, even though there's nothing here, really, it's a Splatoon. <laughs> When Octavio's the first boss fight, and he's like, I immediately saw it coming where he's going to be like, it's not me, what the fuck? Like, he's like blaming Cuttlefish for stealing his minions, and it's like, I just kind of like that they went with the tongue-in-cheek idea of just being like, let's replay what we've done the first two times, and then kind of twist it on its head immediately. I really appreciated that. Because if we had to go for another one of those campaigns, I feel like I would have given up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. As someone who only played Splatoon 1... It, I really enjoyed seeing Dr. Octavio again. Mm. Or DJ yeah. Octavio. It was, yeah. it was it was a nice little callback to see him again. Yeah. It, yeah even like it. a good bait and switch being like, hey, here's the final boss right up front. I also like how 
the game gives you your hero armor. And I was already thinking, because I was like, damn, they're starting weapons really good. And it's like, oh, I kind of feel broken. Yeah. Is the upgrade system gone in this game? And for them to kind <laughs> of do a Metroid vein, like doing a Metroid where you fault, you lose all of your shit and you go back to like, literally you're wearing a top that's like half cut up. You can see mm-hmm. like you've barely got shoes. Like, I feel like you're not even wearing shoes. That's weird. I'm like, damn, they're really going in on the whole starting from the bottom. You fell down a pit. Now you have to get good again. Kind of idea which i kind of like because it always felt weird to me that in splatoon story modes you kind of go from the multiplayer like inkling that you are up to like this god that has these weapons that are really fast rate of firing can destroy everything in the blink (laughs) of an eye and you're super quick and you have access to every grenade and then you go back to multiplayer and you're just fucking yourself again and you've got nothing to you so i kind of like the idea of bringing you down even worse than you would be in multiplayer and kind of bringing you back up to that level of multiplayer i kind of like that more it makes more sense um so i don't know how are you guys finding all of the challenge modes and all these extra kind of things these extra objectives because for someone that's played Doctor expansion it's very familiar and i'm enjoying it quite a bit but how do you think this kind of system of having certain weapons for certain levels and all these different objectives kind of fair in comparison to the just get to the end objectives that you've seen in splatoon 1 i guess for you cal um i'm really i'm a big fan of it personally i like i've always liked how the splatoon story mode basically teaches you how to play the game by forcing you to use this kind of unfamiliar stuff to you Mm -hmm. like there's a few levels in this that are just dedicated to special moves like this like the new stretchy arms and the new crab tank so it kind of just forces you to be like okay this is how this thing works now let me take what i've learned here and apply this to the online mode later mm-hmm. i think I've, I've always thought that's super cool because it's teaching you without just forcing you to be like all right here's your tutorial get good yeah yeah no i agree it's definitely I mean, it's what Nintendo always does, right? It's like, they're very much (laughs) kind of, they know how to do this at this stage where they teach you how to use Mm. mechanics and get used to them. And what I think I appreciate about this game in particular is a lot of times with Nintendo games, they'll teach you the mechanics and that's like, it's very hard when you have like two over two dozen weapons and over all these things and even post-launch content that you can't plan for in a main story mode so for it to very much have this kind of ethos of okay here's a new kit learn how to use it and we'll make a level Mm -hmm. design on this you're not necessarily going to encounter every special and every weapon type that you're going to see in the actual multiplayer but you're going to get a good idea of those basics and they've kind of refined the list of weapons that you end up using i feel like i've played all of the first four hub levels so i'm like two-thirds of the way through it i feel like in total i've probably seen less than a dozen weapons and if they are using say you see a sniper they're tending to give you the same sniper or a couple of them or a variant which is just oh this one's shorter range and faster firing nothing like super crazy they're not going out of their way to be like okay here's every variant of the gatling gun here's (laughs) every variant of the julies i feel like it's very good at picking what they think people need to know and going with it which i like 
Yeah, it know. gives you a good like baseline to start out with as far as what you would learn while you're playing the single player mode, and then whatever you thought you were doing well with in that, you could go and inquire further on the online play. Mm-hmm. You know, plus it's not just like it isn't just learning. Like there's, you know, a lot of the levels and mini games are just kind of fun things to do. You know, it's like the dodging one from the first hub, which I quite liked a bit, where you just have to dodge enemies moves for a minute and it's just like mm-hmm. its own little trial just trying to get through it there are some really fun kind of challenges like that whereas some of them you know are really difficult and some of them if you choose like some weapons are quite challenging and others are just like hey ride some grind rails for a bit and see if you can hit all the targets it's very Pink much just a back to head. yeah oh that's a yeah <laughs> there's some very dumb ones that <laughs> one was one, really yeah. dumb it was i liked it i liked it though i liked it it's better than the one later where it's like here's a stack of boxes now make it look like the other stack of boxes box for box and if you break a wrong box we're gonna kill you and you're gonna have to start over i'm like oh god what is this jeez and then they and then the two weapons are a shotgun and a sniper and you're like oh my god what is this My thing with the Easter Island painting one is that, like, it went on for so long, I'm just like, am I doing something wrong here? Like, Just paint the head, bro. Just paint the Easter Island head. It's not... Is that all you had to do? Yeah, that's what you had to do. That's all you had to do? Yeah, that's all you had to do. You could climb up to the top of it to get some bonus eggs. Yeah, but that's it. I painted the whole map. The game literally says paint the head. And then it's like, I thought oh, it said paint everything. No, it said paint the head. All right, well, uh, now we know why it took Kyle so long. No, there you go. Yeah. You, you Don't learn. be like Kyle. You live and learn, pal. But yeah, I think this kind of design philosophy around the like challenge-based things rather than go from point A to point B is a decent way to keep things from getting stale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it would have been just go A, B the whole time again, I probably would have checked out. No, definitely. Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, the map, like, the overworld is so open where you can open up pretty much all the levels at at a time and Mm -hmm. do whatever you feel like. I've already taken down the boss of World 4, and I think I've done half the levels in that world. Yeah, whereas I am a stickler for the rules so i will do every weapon on every level in the level order and then only do the boss last to move on because i'm just kind of psychotic in that way but See, you know i don't even know what the level order is i just started exactly throwing, i just started throwing the small fry at the fuzzy stuff and see the uh, first world i was just like walking around going this is great walk to a kettle get in the kettle do that level we'll find another kettle whereas now because we've been playing a lot of multiplayer and uh what we've been doing is there's a load of group xp and money tokens in the uh, offline world there's like at least four of them of each so it's like We've been trying to min-max them, so there was a point where I was, like, doing the world exploring first, I'm like, I need my fucking token so that when me and Kyle play later, <laughs> I have the double XP. Like, it's like, we're trying to do that kind of stuff. So I just got to the point where I was exploring the entirety of the island first because I had enough uh, salmonoid eggs. And then it was like, oh, if I'm doing that, I might as well unlock all the kettles. And then I went into the list and went, oh, that one's level one. Let's do that one first. And then <laughs> the spiral continues. You know what I'm like, Hunter. I'm a fucking tragedy when it comes to things like this. So yeah, yeah. what's new there? I think one of the things I do appreciate moving less so towards the gameplay is that I feel like Splatoon's a really interesting case in terms of Nintendo IP. And I'm not counting Monolith and I'm not necessarily counting like um, 
all the work that other companies have been doing with their ips for example metroid i'm not counting retro metroid or uh, even the stuff that uh mercury steam is it that made samus returns and who made samus returns and dread dread Can't yeah remember. that was mercury steam, mercury steam. yeah to okay. be fair they still had the metroid guy in charge of that yeah thing. i know but i'm still not counting it because other devs have worked on that whereas internal nintendo is still sitting there going mario is mario and there's no development in mario's like world will mario's just always mario and he will forever be mario oh, yeah. and <laughs> zelda as much as i love zelda zelda changes to a completely new zelda and link for the most part every single time and there's no real development on that and breath of the wild 2 is potentially like other than like ds spin-offs the first time that a true like mainline zelda is gonna get that and it still won't they'll still find a way to fuck it up because it's nintendo i really like that splatoon animal crossing is always animal crossing no development splatoon's a world that's constantly going with us like we started in 2015 in splatoon world and now it's 2022 in splatoon world so it's like every time we go back to incopolis and it's like the characters are a change. They don't look like they're changing because for some reason Nintendo refuses to make new character designs for Callie and Marie, even though they're like seven years I don't older. Know, man, Squid Kid physiology might just be different. Maybe who knows? They're, they're like uh, yeah, okay. At this point. To be they're honest, even, yeah. I think that I think like adult Squid Kids would probably freak me out. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, it's, I feel like I feel like the Squid Kids we have now are like they look a lot more like like teenagers than like the squid kids we had in the early days i feel like there is a mm -hmm. slight difference they've kind of aged as well it was just not seven years like everybody else has but it's oh, like yeah. it's always apocalyptic yeah. vibe now teenagers not the goofy kids yeah so it kids is interesting cool. yeah it just is really interesting to me that the Splatoon world is just one that's constantly and even the developers have mentioned this is a it's a world that's continually growing with its audience which i just kind of like where it's like yeah it is 2022 now everybody is older when characters come back they're not acting as if nothing ever happened i really like how splatoon's like stories all connect to each other even though they're just shitty like that's like saying mario bros new super mario bros wii's story connected to yours for no like <laughs> They're kind of just arcadey story modes, but each one adds on to it. Like the old Agent 3 is now the captain of the Squid Beak Splatoon, you know? You hear things about everybody else. You hear about, like, they're not, not necessarily heard about them, but, you know, Pearl and Marina are still in that universe. They're going to be in the DLC later. Agent 8 is yeah. probably still out there from the Octo expansion. All these things still connect and kind of make the world actually feel like a world, whereas with other Nintendo IPs, Animal Crossing is Animal Crossing. You never feel like, oh, it's 20 years later in Animal Crossing, even though everyone seems to always have the question every time of, is Tortima dead when we get a new entry? Everyone's like, I'm not seeing Tortima, guys. He might be dead this time. It's like, no. <laughs> you know, I just kind of really appreciate that. And it's because Monolith works on it, because they're chads. That's definitely the reason, guys. It's definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> but no. It's just, I, I, I like the Splatoon world, so more Splatoon is good. The story mode. Yeah, it is one of those things where it doesn't even have to be a whole lot that you do, but if you do enough to give it enough personality and 
And the writing's genuinely good. The writing's genuinely good. Yeah, it's a way that's just endearing. You don't have to do that much. It's the same way that the goofy action games I like, like DMC, managed to get me invested in things, even though it's not necessarily, like, a great story. You know what I mean? But it it gets you invested, right? It's like, you can have zero... Splatoon is like one of those examples where it's like you can have zero story in your gameplay and it can just be a basic shooter, but the characters in the world kind of brings it to life and all these connections, you know, they don't have to do this really. They don't have to go out of their way. But the fact that it's even like, even Grizzco is like linked into the story and everything like that. It's like they've built, they've done the world building, whereas most of the time Nintendo just goes, we'll do the world building, but either a completely separate entity like in Zelda where it's a new world <laughs> and we'll make a bullshit timeline just to make the five fans on Reddit happy. and it's, <laughs> Or Mario, where everything's still Mario, and it's like, no Mario game is ever connected to each other, really, other than maybe... When are we going to get the official Mario timeline? Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> I'd love to see Nintendo try, to be honest with you. That'd it's, be like when I, it's like when you... If you ever Google Donkey Kong's family tree, it's always up for... It's Debate. always an interesting yeah. time. Definitely. I just really like that. It's just like, it's like, it's the reason, it's like the reason like people like Overwatch and stuff like that is in the game of Overwatch, there is zero fucking story and there is zero like reason to, but it's the world building, it's the quotes and it's the animated stuff outside of it. That's what brings you back. So I really like that Splatoon, which is Nintendo's real first try and only try at like a game that's primarily an online video game. Yeah. Have like do their job of having world building and, have a and continuity. even yeah, and have continuity and even if you do hate the fucking news show to have stuff like that where it's all built in or the splatfest actually have packed stuff like the splatoon 2 one actually choosing the game's theme for splatoon 3 which isn't even just like a joke i saw an interview with nintendo recently uh, they were like interviewing the developers where they were talking internally about that Splatfest and they had a whole idea for a Splatoon 3 where order was the theme and they oh, they basically man. made two <laughs> they made they didn't rig that Splatfest or anything they basically had two completely different pictures and they were like oh guess we're doing chaos then because it won so it's like stuff like that is That's just really fun. interesting <laughs> and what what can I say well Splatoon team are actually like chads they are fucking chads yeah, they are it's the I same like Animal Crossing and Splatoon team. Absolute chads, dude. Absolute chads. Made Japan's two favorite franchises, it seems. What a, what a riot. Anyway, let's get out of the story mode for a bit. Let's, let's, let's get out of that. It's good. It's very good. You should play it. It um, is. It's a lot of fun. Multiplayer. We obviously, we play the tech there, so we talked a lot about the intricacies, the ins and outs of it. How are you feeling about, like, map rotation, stuff like that? Because, like I say, most maps in a Splatoon game... Uh, not hard fucking contest to beat, by the way. We're beating fucking five and eight respectively, which is if Call of <laughs> yeah. Duty has more maps every year, you know you're like hitting the bar low because like even they churn out ten. Like, come on. Yeah. But we yeah, have twelve the most this map time. At launch. Yeah, which is a good start. Twelve is a good number. They're on a two-hour map rotation. I did. Uh, what was Splatoon 2's? I'll have a look. Splatoon one was definitely four hours, but let me it look. Was, at I know it was four hours. That much I remember. Yeah, God, what a atrocious idea that was. But the two-hour map rotation part just seared into my brain. <laughs> Splatoon two, Splatoon two was uh, two hours. Oh, so Splatoon okay. two was a two-hour map rotation. Uh, 
because they had regular ranked and league battle, which uh, they basically have the same thing that they have now. But then also, <laughs> Samurun was the obviously the fucking question yeah, mark liar. where yeah. yeah that thing's available for days at a time but then goes away for days at a time like for example right now uh it's now open uh until the 12 yeah they, they they're doing they, they the game has basically like times like of eight hours where it just disappears where i'm like why why is that shit stupid it's stupid hmm. but no Anyway, but 12 yeah, the, maps. The two-hour map rotation yeah. definitely helps with, like, keeping my interest alive and wanting to play the game. Especially because, like you say, you didn't, you played, you haven't played since Splatoon 1. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it also helps uh, the, sorry, I was typing in this again because I wanted to see what Splatoon 1's map rotation was like. Ah, God, okay. Bad. I'm going to have to write that in the timestamps. Yeah, I'm going to write that in the timestamps. No, because I went to a website and started blasting music. So I'm going to write that in the timestamps <laughs> oh, real quick. No. Yeah, 2920. Yeah. 2920. Yikes. Yikes. I just wanted to know the map rotation for Splatoon 1, right? I'm pretty sure it was four hours. Yeah, it was yeah, four hours, and I think it, it was. was just... Uh, turf war and whatever ranked mode there was between splat zones tower control and rainmaker yeah it was yeah it was for that was all it was tragic yeah so yeah i like that i also like that it's a decent set of maps from what i've played so far like yeah it's a good it's a good variety if not a bit samey like I hate Moray Towers as much as the next hater of Moray Towers because it's a garbage map. <laughs> but what you can say about Moray Towers is it's an interesting and unique map with its layout. I think yeah. a lot of these maps almost feel safe in the way they are, where it is usually very much the two spawns, a central area, and then two little side cutoffs to the left and right of the center that either connect to the spawns or are just individually off to the side. And I feel like that's a majority of the Splatoon maps, which is fine. It's a good layout, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, trust me, a lot of other video games, uh, multiplayer shooters have this, like have this kind of level design. Uh, Call of Duty, Treyarch games are very often known for having this design principle called the three lane design, where you have a left, a right, and a center lane, and things can get mixed up and there can be ways to cross paths, but very much each map is based on this three lane design, and people like it for better or worse because it can get very repetitive. I think for now, Splatoon is going for a very similar design with their maps, which I think is fine. There's some unique ones, but I feel like it's weird to me that the unique ones are almost being from the older games. Like every, <laughs> like, whether it's um, the hotel one, I can't remember what the name of it is called, but it's like the one where Mahi, the Mahi. Mahi Resort, where the water drops, right? It's an interesting yeah. gimmick. I like it, but it is from a past Splatoon game. Same with, um, gosh, what the is the... amusement park? With yeah, the amusement park rotating. one with the rotating thing underneath. Wahoo World. Wahoo World. Interesting, but also from an original, uh, again, from a past Splatoon game. I don't mind them doing that. I'd much rather them crank up the number of maps and have that that kind of freshness come from bringing back these old remasters. I like it. I also like that they're doing stuff different with it. For example, the bridge map from Splatoon 1 that was originally under construction during Splatoon 1 is now 
completely constructed and it's basically a different stage but it still has yeah the core like the core being of that stage integrated into it i really like the, how they've done that um i almost wish they'd do that more i hope if they do bring maps back they kind of do a what is this map five years later seven years later i think that's an interesting gimmick to be honest yeah it'd be cool if you went back to like one of the other like the what was it one of the maps in the first game was a mall yeah like some other shop was owned by i don't know the i don't know why the salmon run people would have a shop in mall, but no. just for example <laughs> because they're the only business i can think of that where you'd be like oh yeah i'd also just like to see some more splatoon one maps i don't know if that's just me being like selfish i'd love to see something <laughs> like blackberry scalp black but can't even say black belly skate, black skate, belly skate, skate park. park jeez can't speak today <laughs> but like i'd really like to see more maps that have like slopes and interesting angles and more like yeah. unique terrain mm -hmm. uh those would be really interesting but no i think it's a solid map rotation um i think the new maps are decent but samey and like i this is the same complaint that i had with the splatfest tech demo where it was like i hope if they are going to keep going with this chaos theme which they're they're gonna do and i hope they do i hope they do new maps and they don't just do remasters for the rest of the fucking game that'd be a bit tragic but i really do hope they go kind of all in and it's not all the desert and grit and grime and just kind of go all in on it you know one of the things I like about like the Mad Max kind of like chaos kind of style is there's color in that. There's like that you yeah, can go crazy sure. with it. You know, Crash Ford went crazy with its kind of post-apocalypse kind of Mad Max style. So did CTR when they went with their level. I like. So did Gravity Falls. So did yeah. Well, I haven't seen Gravity Falls, so I can't attest. Dude, but... you should. Ah, Great show. No time. Brains. The one. Not it's two like seasons. That. Too many episodes. No time. No time. No time. Too busy playing Splatoon. But no, yeah. I would like to see more variety in that way and there is some like there's the uh there's the merchant like there's the i don't know i don't like i say i don't know the names of the maps very well yet because they're not ingrained into me other than scorch gorge which i do like good map <laughs> um but i'd really like to see like there are some levels where i'm like oh this is interesting like there is the one with like the merchant alley whatever it's called i like that one quite a bit but more of that Let's do more of that because a lot of them are just like underground industrial industrial kind of area and sand. And I'm like, okay, let's let's come on, let's do something that's not just metal and sand, guys. Come on, I believe in you. Um, One thing I've noticed in regards to like map design is that mm -hmm. in splat zones, I remember from Splatoon One, some of the maps had two splat zones that you had to control. Yeah, like two and two smaller ones on either side of the map. Mm -hmm. But in this one, I've noticed that a lot of the maps just have the one in the center. Yeah. And not, like, I don't know, I kind of just missed that. Yeah. Kind I don't know. Like two, I don't know if, I don't know if there are two. I wonder if there are two. I haven't two seen any. Zones. I haven't seen any. You'll have to let us know. From what I've played so is. far. I'm sure there will be in the future. I'm I sure that's not a future. I could see it popping up, you know, and, like, you said it was like that in the first game. If, on if, one of the old yeah. maps. Definitely. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how often things get added. That's my only... Like, that's what I'm interested in and what I'm kind of... I'm not necessarily concerned about is obviously this first catalogue lasts three months. We've got three months to get a dab, please. we got three months. 
<laughs> and I think my only concern is we know that new weapons are coming when the catalogs come out. So we know that those are locked. So we know that we're not going to... Which I think's good. I think adding a weapon every week, like Splatoon 1 did, is a fucking stupid idea for game balance. It's really bad for game balance, and it's really bad for ranked or just gameplay in general, yeah. because you're basically adding chaos. Well, to be fair, it would have been perfect for Splatoon 3, but you're yeah. adding chaos into it every week because you're just chucking something out there and going, okay, everyone's got a week to figure this out before something else comes out. And it's like... yeah. So I think that's a good idea, having that spaced out three months. It's... How many maps are we getting a year? How many Splatfests are we getting a year? Because if, say, every three months... So basically, a quarter of the year, you're getting a new catalogue and a new set of weapons, which is good, right? That's four of the months down of the year, basically. Well done. Uh, does that mean every other month is going to be one month map, one month of Splatfest? Is that how we're doing it? I just so think more... Like it would be a decent cadence. I think so. It's it's basically the Overwatch cadence, right? Three maps, three heroes, kind of like it makes sense, right? And then do three events like Splatfest. That makes sense. Yeah. But also, three Splatfests also can, seems kind of low. I feel like Splatfest. I, I feel like they popped off with of Splatfests a lot, yeah. But uh, I like can't remember. We'll see. I'd like them to do remember. more maps and more Splatfests than three a year, but I feel like at least three. We'll see. I feel like I feel like they'll be one of either before the end of this month i feel like they'll do something for the first month they've got to do something for the first month we'll see um i guess wrapping it up salmon run salmon run i don't really have much to say about salmon run i haven't played enough of it i played two games because i was like i better get talking about i better play some of it beforehand it's the same but with new boss types new maps uh and you can throw eggs which is a great feature um, but there's also a balance to it where it takes some of your ink reserves basically like throwing a grenade in multiplayer where you can throw the egg into the basket and it takes some of your ink away I think it's great because that map Splatfest not Splatfest, fucking Samurun gets so chaotic, especially in the higher levels that you go, so just having something so that you don't have to suicide yourself to the bucket every time, you can just kind of throw it and work with it I kind of like quite a bit also shout outs to nintendo they didn't fuck it up catalog xp you do earn it from salmon run i was for sure they weren't gonna let you but they do um oh nice and the system's still there from the first one so you get money and food tickets and items from playing it so for example that shiny cat we've seen everyone playing with recently you get it from salmon run that's where people are getting that shiny cat from so Hmm. just interesting and another way to play you know, I really like co-op modes. I know Sam does too. So it's like, I can see us playing that for quite a bit. I feel like we're just trying to get single player out of the way first. But, you know, it's something to grind. Yeah. If you get bored of just playing regular Splat, uh, like, you know, Splat Zones or any other ranked mode or just Turf War in general, you've got something else to do, which is always good. Um, I guess the only other question I have to ask before... We do recommendation randomness, but but we I feel like everyone already knows the answer at this point. We've been pretty positive. Two questions I have. One, any negatives? Anything coming to your mind? That uh, any... just kind of like the general Nintendoisms that I feel like <laughs> you know, like uh, booting us from the lobby when we're all queued up when they when rotate the map the change, map, yeah, or yeah. not yeah. being able to go and look at like being able to look at the stuff like being able to buy things in between matches like new gear that's whatever. my big gripe my my 
my big gripe with the lobby system is you can't buy food tickets while you're queuing. You can't even talk to Judd while you're queuing. You can't do anything. It's like it's like Nintendo servers. How Nintendo servers always are. They're fucking held together with tape and fucking sprinkles and glitter, dude. It's like, oh no, if you, if Judd had a if Judd had a fucking box open, it'd crash the game. So we can't let you talk. It's like, come on. Also, not being able to leave a lobby is really bad. Like, you oh, can't yeah, leave, and you can't change your equipment once you've locked in. Yeah, and also in ranked, you can't change your equipment at all unless you fully back out. There's also just small quirks like double XP tokens, and they're fixed in ranked. Where if you get kicked out due to a communication error, it doesn't fuck with it. But in quick play, sometimes it does give you your refund back on your XP token, and sometimes it doesn't. It's just one of those Nintendoisms where it's like sometimes it counts it, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? It's just really ludicrous. I also think the matchmaking is a bit shit at times, where it's like sometimes you'll go like be absolutely dominated, and other times you won't be. And other times it's perfectly balanced. And I'm like, in ranked, I'm expecting to get trashed on or trash on a team. Not in splat, like, not in just your regular turf wars. Like, come on. Like, why are. And I get it's early days. Yeah. yeah. You know, all the pros yeah. are playing. But... Matchmaking so... hasn't been figured out yet. Yeah. And I think the other thing we, I think we hit on this while we were talking, like, while we were playing earlier was it would probably, like, having a version of each mode where it would be ranked and unranked would be nice. Yeah, yeah an unranked playlist, especially for ranked modes, would be really nice. Yeah. I feel like there's a middle ground there where I don't understand why only those can be ranked and why Turf War is only unranked. I feel like... <laughs> Call me crazy. I really hope... Like, people are always talking about where's the new pro mode, like, where's the new uh, comp mode for Splatoon 3, and we probably will get one. I would really kill for a new unranked mode like mm. i'd really like to see them yeah. go oh can we come up with something that also kind of works for unranked because it's like or make it does kind of get boring after a while a capture the flag you cowards that would <laughs> like or just make a set of like for example i would be like okay yes i can understand why tower control might not be suited for unranked mode because that is fucking sweaty bastard of a cat of a game mode right I can almost yeah. maybe see that with Rainmaker as well. But it's like, Clan Blitz is basically kill confirmed. We can make a casual version of Clan Blitz that isn't too fucking like, competitive and sweaty, mm -hmm. to be honest. Same goes for Splat Zones. Splat Zones is basically just domination. You can, again, I feel like there could be an unranked playlist where it's just like, hey guys, here are some of the comp modes unranked, and hey, here's... You know, and I just think there could be more variety than just three playlists. And I know Nintendo, I know that you don't want to fraction your audience too much when it comes to these kinds of things. But also, it's Splatoon Nintendo. You're not going to run out of players in any fucking server capacity for a long time. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, I don't know. Any other gripes other than servers? Nah. No. Um, I like the customization. Ethan made a joke about how even on day one with five options, I managed to make a character that easily identifies as me. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. No, customization is good. Um, there's plenty of options for in oh, more Octoling customization, please. If you do in the expansion, um, 
my guess is that the expansion will probably be about Agent Eight and the it'll probably be the Octo expansion crew again, but doing another expansion because Pearl and Marina are nowhere to be seen. So if yeah. you are gonna do that, some more Octoling cosmetics would be really good because there's like there's something ridiculous, like like fourteen or sixteen hairstyles for the inklings, and then like six or eight for there's like half the amount for the octolings. Yeah, it wasn't that many, and I didn't like go back to check. And I don't, like, I'm not particularly, I'm not particularly hot on any of them that much, to be honest. Like they're all fine, but like especially when I liked the yeah. one that I picked, but I wasn't really feeling the other ones. They all kind of look samey as well, where it's like you have like you have like the standout ones, like the afro and like the mohawk kind of deal going on, but it's like a lot of the. The female octoling designs look the same, and a lot of them, like, the male ones it do, was, too. There's there, a was couple one, of there was one that's basically some variety of just different lengths of hair in, one side, in your face and on one side being <laughs> one or the other. And, you know, there's this, this the same for the Inklings, but also at the same time, the reason for that is the reason that there's, like, one of the guy with the ponytail and another one with the guy in the ponytail, but he has a fucking fringe like I do. It's because those were the Splatoon 1 and 2 differences, and they've just brought all, like, they just yeah. they just carry them forward each time, so it's fine. I'm fine with them there being two versions of, like, the twin tails with one of them now braided. That's fine, because the old ones were from the old game, so I'd rather have the old customization on top of new. That's fine. Yeah, no the Octolings. The inkling. <laughs> yeah, the Octo the, yeah, the Octolings just feel like they had the four from Octo expansion and then they just did another four or whatever and it's like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, you could have done more. You could have upped the ante a bit. But no. I guess. Final question. Obviously, we all recommend it. There's the stupid fucking argument you know what I'm going to bring up. The stupid whole, should this be a sequel? Should blah, blah, blah. DLC, blah, blah, blah. God of War, Ragnarok. We're going to have the same fucking question in two months. Can't wait for that. <laughs> is, is this a justified sequel, Hunter? Is it? I, I need you yeah. need to answer. Is it? Are you sure? It's certainly. Like, without a doubt. Like we said at the top, it's the most feature complete and full version of one of these games. Like... The one that would have arguably not been was two because mm. that was a very small gap between them, and it was more like a one point five. It felt it was like a it was like I figured that what they yeah. like I was surprised that it was a two instead of like Splatoon Deluxe or whatever, you know? Yeah, but... and I really I really hate these arguments because people are always like, back in the day, sequels was sequels. We had gra like the difference was crazy, and it's like all this stuff, and I'm like. Who the fuck are you on? Like, can we go back to the glory days? <laughs> I remember place... Crash 3 where there was half the platforming of the second game. Come on. Yeah. And it's like, let's talk about, yeah, literally, let's go back to that 90s, 2000s era. Because everyone's talking about that era, by the way. And we know how old you are if you're making this fucking argument. And let's go back to the land of Sly 1, Sly 2, Sly 3. Sly 2 and 3 are basically the same fucking game if... Would in like if we if those games were made now, would we be having the is this DLC? Like fuck me, like I hate well, it. Same with like thing. Ratchet with two those, and three. With those know. mascot platformers back then, it was always like big jump between one and two, and then between two and three, it was always just like three was like let's add the gimmicks in this one, yeah, like Crash like... three, Spyro three. I love Sly three, but that game is just gimmicks. Yeah, exactly. with how many like other shit they put into it. 
But it's like, even then, right? It's like people make this argument of God of War Ragnarok, and trust me, we'll probably be banging this drum again when that comes around, because it's the only remaining game of the year, right? But, <laughs> hey, hey you know, Bayonetta 3. And Bayonetta 3, you can't forget we that. We can make the argument again. And Persona 5 again, but that one is a port. I'll let you have that one. Um, <laughs> and Pokemon again. And Pokemon again. Yeah, but that's been DLC since 2. Yeah, true. <laughs> true! <laughs> but it's like, even then, right? It's like, God of War... Like, we've all seen God of War, but it's like, God of War 1, 2, and 3 are all very much... Very they look, similar. The reason that they look different is just because there's, like, they're on different... The reason 2 and 3 look different is because they're on different fucking consoles. Like, 1 and yeah. 2 are very similar looking video games. Like, there's not a huge gap there. And it's the same here. It's like, I don't get it. Like, it genuinely baffles me. It's like... You don't have to go and remake everything from the ground up every single time. You also, yeah, like, Splatoon like... 1 and 2 look just as similar, but you people are just going to make the difference that it's on a different console. And, like, that's no justifiable reason. Like, just, like, different console, so it's now app. I'm like, fucking hell, bro. Like, this is such a stupid argument. It is stupid. And, like, you know, if it helps the developers not have to, you know, work stupid till stupid o'clock to get their games made to reuse some animations or whatever i'm all for it you know it's just i want the, the i want my games to be a little shorter and a little cheaper to make and i don't mean that sarcastically the only games that i'll actually allow you to fucking make that argument for are sports games i'll let you make that argument yeah. for sports games fair enough they could be patches they probably could be updates like that dlcs i'll let you have that but it's like that argument pisses me off even with something like call of duty i think call of duty is fucking mid as fuck but they do make a whole new campaign and a whole new set of maps every time there is actual that's not like they actually like people make work even if it does even if it is a single like little small jump and the same gameplay's there they do make shit there and yeah like like, even even with like ubisoft's games that you know barely seem different to me i wouldn't ever say oh it's just dlc like i don't like i don't care about ubisoft's video games but like i wouldn't ever try to say that the work they're doing isn't real yeah exactly (laughs) it's just it's a stupid argument but hey so it's worth it i assume it's worth it we recommend it for now yeah unless something terrible happens uh (laughs) it's got our recommendation well done guys enjoy it second to last game of the year well i guess there's like four left because there's like what plague tale bayonetta pokemon yeah, bayonetta, and god of war god of war callisto protocol oh callisto pro yeah hunter's game hunter's christmas as we'll call it yeah monkey <laughs> island. oh yeah monkey, monkey island, island dude. no one's gotta play monkey island here we're all though. big monkey island yeah, fans big. and hot you know only. i might play it while i'm on vacation i don't know God's work, Godspeed, Hunter, Godspeed. Yeah. I don't know. Those games, you do you, man. You those do games you. seem funny. I might enjoy them. Like, yeah. I, I'll jump in on that one. Why not? I don't feel like I really need the. They seem amusing. And we're back. Kyle's computer crashed, unfortunately. <laughs> That's new. That's the first time for that. But, you know, first time in 130 episodes. Is that how long we've been doing this? Where's the time go? There's somewhere. It went so well. It went into 129 episodes of the show podcast, whatever it is. <laughs> That's where it went. Literally, the hundreds of hours are on record. Yeah. 
every week, every Monday. I think we missed one. We need to catch up on one, I think, still. But other than that, yeah. we're pretty good. Did we, we miss one this season? We did miss yeah, one this season. We've missed one. But we, and okay. we haven't, ca- we we haven't caught re- up because every time we're like, something big will happen this time, guys, and then nothing fucking happens. And it's like, uh... Nintendo Direct, right? See, what we can do is when we did our award show deliberation last year, last time, yes. you recorded that, but mm-hmm. we never used it. We could just do that this time. Yeah, we could. Who knows? But we're we're on the. Why are we talking about off, off the podcast? <laughs> off the podcast. It's more interesting than Ubisoft. Ah, great yeah. segue. Ubisoft had its forward event the on Saturday. Yeah. It's today in it. Sorry to break immersion, but yes. <laughs> anyway, so they had that, which had some announcements, such as this. Mario Rabbids gets DLC. Is that a shocker to anyone? Here's the big kicker. Hope you're a fan of Rayman because he's finally coming out of the grave to be in Mario plus Rabbids DLC. So we got Donkey Kong in the first game. Now we've got Rayman as the big expansion for Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which I think is kind of cute. I hope this means more Rayman maybe in the future, but I think it's a cool idea to be honest because it's like, what? What's the other option? I like we do it. like we do like another Mario character. I like it. I I hope yeah. the I hope the area is Rayman inspired. That'd be pretty cool. Like having them all piss about. Is there a rabbit Waluigi yet? Because if not, I want to see what kind of energy that thing has. Probably. I don't think there, there is. No. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah. Other than that. Uh, that to be honest, that like, who gives a shit about Ubisoft? Like, there's not too much. Yeah, I read the cliff notes of this, but I, nothing like stuck. There were like Mario five Rabbids. Assassin's Creed games. With we'll get names. to those. Skull and Bones uh, is the game that won't die, and it's still coming out, and will still be shit. Um, Riders Republic apparently still exists, which isn't news to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> the classic Ubisoft thing of making these sports games and then sending them out and then no one ever talks about them ever again i remember steep was it that was their last one before steep, this yeah i was actually i was part of an nda beta for that and it was so boring i didn't want to tell anyone so there you go ubisoft jokes <laughs> on you uh division two shit there's more division stuff who gives a shit about the fucking hell how many division they they're partnered with netflix um oh right that's but the Trailer for the first season, free pack fun, and a number of common elements. Mythic Quest. I'm trying to see if there was actually anything to do with Ubisoft in that Mythic Quest thing that they showed for some reason. No, there's nothing. Trackmania is a thing. Here's an interesting thing. Very interesting. I want to know your thoughts on this one. Just Dance 2023 is not coming to PS4 and Xbox One. It's next gen only, and it's the first Ubisoft game to go next gen only. Am I weird, or was that. Weird. I thought that'd be the last. How thing long to go did it take gen. for the? How long did it take for them to kill the Wii support? On the Wii Tuesday? only died three years ago, so they would have got yeah. Just Dance nineteen was the last one they got. So why they already like that's crazy to me. Is like they're like yes, the new Assassin's Creed next year will still come to <laughs> PS4, but Just Dance won't. Just it's literally Just Dance is literally a disc full of fucking like MP4 files. Silhouettes, yeah what is yeah. this that's crazy to me like <laughs> but it's still going to switch so it's just ps5 xbox series and switch no that's ps4 so xbox. weird why like that's 
Hmm. <laughs> that's so weird. Right. Anyway, that's what I thought. That was the most interesting thing to me. From this, <laughs> was that was that little scrutiny. Anyway, on to Assassin's Creed news. There's going to be an Assassin's Creed Netflix show because apparently the movie wasn't bad enough. So you there know, was an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, it had Michael Fassbender in it. It's awful. Yeah. It's absolutely awful. Oh. Magneto. Yeah, is it an animated movie or show or is no it live a... action? Oh goody! And from the sounds of it, they said that they're retelling the games again. So I, f- I feel like this time they're gonna actually do Assassin's Creed, which I don't know if that's worse because the the movie Kyle, because you're unaware, they just made it's still it's in universe with the games, so it takes place in a separate time. Oh, but good. it's still canon. So, so for Assassin's oh, Creed God. fans, it had nothing because there was no like Ezio or anything like that. And for that, and for people who are new, it just had Michael Fassbender in a fucking Animus. So who cared? It was like nothing. Yeah. Also, the Animus was this weird augmented thing that went into the back of your neck, and you actually did that. You were like in a volume, and you did like all the moves in real life, and it was very stupid. That's very weird. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about the actual Assassin's Creed news, right? So, first one is Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is the new Assassin's Creed game, which apparently we are that fucking deep into the Assassin's Creed rabbit hole that we're apparently ready to dive back into going back to the roots of Assassin's Creed, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage is basically... uh, They're basically just doing an Assassin's Creed 1 type game again, but doing it in... 2022 which well 2023 which to be honest i think's kind of i will might pick this one up because i miss old assassin's creed and for that reason only to be honest is like if this is going to yeah. be like one last goodbye to the old assassin's creed style i kind of want to play it um there's also a yeah. rumor that in the dlc they're going to remake assassin's creed one which that game needs a remake if like talking about games from that time period that need a remake assassin's yeah. creed one like, what a great get one. last of us out of here get assassin's <laughs> creed like past its proof of concept stage oh honestly that'd be so good like genuinely oh, they should do that I feel like we are going to eventually, when you know when that Assassin's Creed Infinity comes out, I feel like we are going to get to the point where they're going to start remaking old Assassin's Creeds. And I'm yeah, like, they're just going to remake the whole series, like at least. And I feel like I'll be fine with that games. through the Ezio's, and then I won't give a shit. You know, like yeah, set, yeah. two it'll, through Revelations, I'll be like, yes. Also, Cal's lose. definitely. Oh no, Cal's here. I thought you crashed again, Cal. You were staring into the oblivion. So I was like, you <laughs> maybe he's crashed no. again. That's just what Assassin's Creed. Just thinking about Assassin's him. Creed. Oh, you'd love Assassin's Creed, and by love I mean hate it. Um, anyway, I'm sure there's one of them I'd tolerate. Yeah, it's the you, boat one. Yeah, the Ezio's one. Play the Ezio. Oh, the boat one. You probably yeah. I would probably like the boat. The two one. trilogy or four. Odyssey is that what it is? Yeah, no, no. Uh, oh, no. Black flag. Black flag. Ah, uh, yeah, that's black flag's the pirate one. Mm, pirates. Oh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla won't die. Like this is why I don't play new Assassin's Creed is because they're still releasing a new content pack like at the end of this year, and I'm like, God, fucking damn it! What? Wasn't, I don't get it. Wasn't the Greek one getting DLC like a month before Valhalla launched? Even it got it DLC like after Greek... Valhalla. Oh my god! Why are they, they like this? They, they got a, they did a DLC. They did a crossover DLC where there was new content in both games, and it's like. Who the fuck's a big enough Assassin's Creed fan to go, yes, now I can go back to the old game and the new game for new stuff. It's like, that's so dumb. Like, 
We'll get to, that's so stupid. There's also a mobile Assassin's Creed coming, so that's oh, I think good. just what the doctor ordered. Thank you, uh, Kyle. I know you're a big game mobile gamer, and Lamar, if I got a game for you. It's called Assassin's. You put it right next to the Octopath game. Yeah, Assassin's oh, in Creed the Code folder. Damn, that's crazy. So then, they basically announced that Assassin's Creed Mirage is the last. Um, like of this is style of Assassin's Creed, I guess, before the big Assassin's Creed Infinity, whatever bollocks is, where it becomes like a hub or whatever. Infinity where they're, War. yeah, where they're basically trying to make Fortnite, but it's like like where <laughs> they're basically trying to do a thing where all Assassin's Creeds live in like one system. So it's like you no longer have new Assassin's Creed games; you just boot up into one assassin's creed and the stories are in there and you can like download the stories which seems fucking pointless to me like just what why what's the point you're just adding <laughs> steps i'd have to launch something yeah. else to get what well, it's dumb so it's stupid. stupid so these are the two that the reason i'm bringing this up is because i'm interested on hunter's opinions on these okay because of the time periods exclusively all right so the first one was called Assassin's Creed Codename Red. What a great fucking codename, Ubisoft. You must have worked really hard on that one. Uh, which is the first one that's coming out. Which is the one I am personally excited for. Because it's being made by Ubisoft Quebec. Who uh, aren't the original developers of Assassin's Creed. But they are, to me, the developers that make the better fucking video games. Uh, they made Syndicate and Odyssey, which Syndicate is a better version of Unity, and Odyssey is a better version of Origins. So it's like they keep trumping the, the original developer, which I do like. Um, but this one is, it's finally happened, Hunter. They're 15 years late, but they're finally doing an Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan, where you will oh, quote, uh, be able, where you'll be able to play out your quote-unquote very powerful shinobi fantasy, which is basically Assassin's Creed ninjas. I think that's how they're going to differentiate themselves from Ghost of Tsushima. Instead of a samurai, you're a fucking Instead ninja. Instead of a samurai, you're a ninja. Yeah. That I, Yeah, to be fair, I probably would be more excited about this if Ghost of Tsushima didn't already happen. That's my problem. show me mm. what I was going to get. But for the longest time, I've said that, you know, when Assassin's Creed does Japan that'll be when they get me back so maybe i'll get this one <laughs> and be true to my that's word that's what i'm like is like here's my thing is ghost of tsushima was like my most anticipated game of 2020 and it was also my least favorite game from 2020 where it was like it wasn't the worst game i played but it was definitely my biggest disappointment where i just did not click with it at all and there's a part of me that's like man i could really click with an assassin's creed japan like ninja japanese feudal japan game i could really click with that but if it's new style assassin's creed i'm gonna hit off of that like i hit off of ghost of tsushima where i just will not be interested in the slightest yeah. if it's a smaller more pared down thing like two or something that would be that would be cool if it, if it yeah if it's if they go back to if infinity is one of these things where they're gonna like do a load of valhallas i'm not interested but if they're gonna be like Here's one that is like the Odyssey games, but here's a smaller one. And here's like different like quality and length of games. I'd be really into it if this is where the, how they diversify it. That would be a really interesting way to do it. And this is why. This is the one that I want your opinion on. Because I think this one is <laughs> the interesting one. Hmm. It's Assassin's Creed codename Hexe. And uh, it's being developed by the original team at Ubisoft Montreal. And uh, basically... It is an Assassin's Creed game set within the Salem Witch Trials. 
thoughts. And oh. I am like, this is <laughs> okay. interesting because this is not a time period that you would expect Assassin's Creed to go to because why the fuck would they? And from the yeah. looks of the te- the teaser trailer is literally just a dark wood with creepy sounds with like a like with like the Assassin's Creed symbol like hanging from a rope on a tree like made of wood. <laughs> so I'm like, are they going horror with this? Like I'm literally like, is this the start <laughs> of Assassin's Creed doing shocker? Wait for it, fucking diversifying their gameplay. <laughs> where i'm like are they this is like are they gonna do like a mini assassin's creed project that's like more horror centric with like witchcraft and like all that kind of jazz and would that interest you is my question because when i saw this i'm like this looks like a hunter kind of like if they if they do this right this might be a hunter kind of project here yeah so like big shock something involved anything involving like the salem witch trials or that kind of orbit of thing would be interesting to me it would just speak to me on a level that would at least get me to look at it if i see more of this and it does and if it looks different than if i feel something if it makes me feel something more than just looking at assassin's creed footage from these past three or so games has then yeah i'd be interested to see what they do with that because already i'm like so as the assassin, would you be someone who's hunting down the witches or would you be like someone who's trying to, you know, counter oh, yeah. these people persecuting the, uh, or is the know... assassin? Yeah. Or is it like, is it, is are you, like, I feel like a really, in, like there could be so many ways they go with this. Do they go into that supernatural side and they're all like the rumors of witches are, are somewhat witches? true yeah. or and you're like a, you're basically like the equivalent of a vampire hunter, right? You're just hunting these yeah. witches down. <laughs> or is it even something like on the opposite side where it's like the morals of like the creed and stuff like that? People are almost perceiving them as like the witches and stuff like that. Is it like is it one of those like they could go with so many directions with this where it's like, oh, is the kind of the ethos of the creed and all the stealth and stuff like that and the things that they're doing like poisoning people and like uh, is what they're doing affecting the rumors and dragging it on further and i'm just gonna say yeah. it to i'm just gonna say it to ubisoft i will be very ex- like i'll almost be extremely disappointed if this one does not feature a female protagonist because that'd be the most interesting way to go about this is have someone yeah, who might like actually a, be affected what, by it. someone who would actually be like victimized yeah. by the persecution of witches this is yeah. this is your chance. You have fucking this bottled it every step of the way to not have a female protagonist. And Assassin's Creed Shinobi over here definitely will not have a female protagonist. So it's like this is your chance, Montreal, to finally not fuck up. Are they not doing the thing where they give you the choice to like? They've not said yet. Oh, okay. They've not said. I mean, we saw a shadow of a figure in the Shinobi one because that's the one that's coming first. So we yeah. saw like concept, whereas literally we just saw a thatched version of the Assassin's Creed logo hanging from a tree for the Hexa one. All so, right. but that would be like that's the interesting. One. I hope, in my opinion, I really just wish Assassin. I wish Assassin's Creed would just go back to the having the one character and just actually having the balls to fucking go with it because. The only reason they brought this multiple are you playing as male Ivor or female Ivor is because the female character was the male character and they were scared of the backlash. That's happened every single time. (laughs) Every time there's been the choice, the answer was we wanted a female protagonist, but Ubisoft said you're going to put a male one in instead. And it's done. I don't understand why they get cold feet about that either. You know how many dudes I know who play like MMOs or stuff where they choose the girl just because... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's down here. Like I yeah, say, exactly. like, honestly, like, genuinely, I'm, I'm very interested in to see where, I mean, it's going to take, like, it's probably not going to, it's going to be three or four years until we probably see Hexa properly. You know what? If, having one to think about for a while and be like, oh, time to stew on that one while I just ignore the other ones, that is probably better for the hype cycle than, <laughs> you know, if it came out two years from now. That's what, that's, I think that's the takeaway, right, is... This Assassin's Creed Infinity thing, I think, can blow up in their face and be an absolutely, absolute train wreck. And I wouldn't be surprised if the first one comes out and people just don't understand it to the point where they just start releasing them standalone anyway again. And it's just like <laughs> that you get a boxed version of whatever the Shinobi one is called and whatever Hexa is called. But um. I think that they've chosen two really good ideas to try and start this off. I feel like, like feudal Japan and Salem that's witch trials been asking for, and then this know, other the one most that requested nobody was asking for. But and, that sounds really cool and a really <laughs> yeah. compelling idea. A really mm. good idea. Like they could have gone super generic, but they went for like even feudal Japan. Even though it is like a generic choice, it's still an interesting era because they haven't done yeah. anything like that in Assassin's Creed. Whereas we've done like Rome and Greece and all of those kind of things. They could have very much have gone for like another empire kind of situation in that regard but we've already done that there was a third one that i saw while i was like because I, I actually missed the witch trials one i saw it in a code name jade or something where it's set in like china that's like, the mobile uh, game yeah oh that's the mobile game okay oops <laughs> yeah that's the mobile game which is also a full game apparently but we'll see um but no, some interesting ideas, some interesting, um, yeah. I'm interested, but also it's Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, so they're probably, my hope will probably so, die, yeah. but we can I'm, dream. Yeah, just <laughs> cautiously optimistic about just the concept, and, you know, it might be one of those things where the closer it gets to reality, the more I'm like, eh, maybe this isn't it, but who knows. Yeah. It's just, like I say, the potential's there, so I'm like, um this is your chance to bring it back in but you know will they will they not who knows who knows it's interesting regardless anyway let's wrap this up because it's already late because we started recording late so let's wrap this up with just some quick impressions of some games that we've been playing so hunter you've been playing river city girls the original yeah. How old is that game now? It's been a couple of years since that came uh, out. Right? River City Girls came out in 2019, I believe. Also not too long. Um, yeah, not super long ago, but... So what it is, essentially, is like a 2D arcade beat-em-up game, like Streets of Rage or, or um, Double Dragon. Uh, actually, the uh, it's following on, or like it's a kind of modernization of this series. <clears throat> Uh, mm -hmm. River City Ransom was the game back on like the NES or SNES with Cunio was the guy's name and he had like a million games I looked all this up after I like got <laughs> this game I was like oh this is interesting because the whole premise of River City Girls is like the Kyoko and Misako are the two girls and their boyfriends got like kidnapped or something and they're they basically are gonna beat up the entire city until they find their boyfriends and you meet a bunch of wacky characters along the way and you punch them in the face and it's a good time uh it's funny because I can't really 
I, the reason that this appeals to me more than like I don't know any of these other 2D beat 'em ups like the Ninja Turtles game that just came out or something, I think is I just really like its style, like the visual like arc system works as the publisher so it's got cool mm-hmm. animated cutscenes way forward is a is the developer so mm-hmm. you know it's well made as far as that goes they got the the characters hit that they're not overly complex in any way but they're endearing enough to compel me to <laughs> see the story through and all that uh there was a secret ending that I goofed up uh, getting it because instead of going back to do the requirement, I just hit New Game Plus by accident. But I still wanted to know what happened, so I looked up the ending, the secret ending. Mm-hmm. And all Not fine. Um, as far as the gameplay goes, I played this by myself, but it's probably more fun with a second person because it's just the way these kind of games are made. Uh, pretty. Uh, I feel like there's more to it than the other games that I've played like this, like castle crashers um for example you had a light combo and a heavy combo and that was about it i felt like i could mix and match like what i was doing at different stages of like my combo in this like square square and then Mm -hmm. triangle for a heavy thing was different than just hitting square five times and then pushing triangle once and circle was the special moves that all like you get a direction for each of them and it does a solid thing the two characters that you can play as they they can like you do the same things for the similar moves but it's like a smash brothers character where the properties of those moves are different that kind of thing and mm-hmm. the soundtrack is really cool it's like this synthy kind of city pop type of ordeal it's really well made uh, they've got these really cool vocal songs that when they pop in i just sat i like ran back and forth between the two rooms that the first one showed up in for like 20 minutes and i was like oh this is sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah so river city girls is really cool and i will be interested to play the second one if it comes out this year like they say it will yeah it's good they're calling it short we'll see we'll see yeah but now i had a lot of good things when it came out originally Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that you finally got around to it and you're liking it yeah, and hey, way forward, sure. like they say, way forward does some interesting stuff. They seem to be doing, they do all sorts of stuff. They're they're a very interesting they developer. Really do they, they got their fingers in a lot of pies? Like they, they do. Shante, if they did the Mighty Switch Force games, they did Advanced Wars. Like. If that ever yeah, gets they, released, if it ever gets to see the light of day, where's yeah. the direct uh, Nintendo? <laughs> Where is it? But no, it's it, it's interesting. So yeah, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Uh, on the other hand. Guess we'll wrap up with this. I played The Artful Escape, which is an indie game that came out last year, which is available on PlayStation Extra and was available on uh, PlayStation uh, Xbox Game Pass. I think it's just gone off as of recording. It will uh, have gone off because it's on the it's off on the twelfth, I think. Uh, I played it on PlayStation because it has an easy plot. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not ashamed to admit it, boys. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I did. I installed it on my Xbox and then saw it was an extra, and I saw the platinum was the, literally just beat the game. So I was like, "Fuck you, Xbox." Off the PlayStation I go <laughs> to get my artificial, arbitrary points that make me feel better about myself. Um, just so Persona can be your 150th. Yeah. Like what? Five more to go? Something like that? I don't know. I'm I'm dropped bottom of the barrel, dude. I'm gonna play a game about a fox or something next at this rate. It's gonna be tragic. But anyway, Blaze Blue Tag Battle has a really easy plat. No, it doesn't. You, you're just saying that because no, it actually really no, does, it dude. No, you get it just from playing the video game. 
Last blue tide battle. And the and the online shit, I will give that to you. Nah, bro. That's not true. Let me have a look. Screw this for a second. Difficulty <laughs> 3 out of 10. Oh yeah, it only takes 7 hours apparently. Basics yeah. of combat, story, one last warm up, the online warrior. <laughs> Spending spree. Oh yeah, it is fucking free apparently. What yeah, is this? it is. These trophies can be earned in versus mode or in an online match. Oh yeah, I could get you to farm this for me. Hey, that might be an idea if that ever goes cheap. Anyway, I played the Artful Escape. And <laughs> I don't know, this game... People were hyped about this game last year, if I remember correctly. It's an Annapurna game, so, you know... Those yeah. games kind of get a bit hyped up rather frequently, don't they? It's like how Stray got hyped up or how... Uh, was 12 Minutes in Annapurna? I feel like yeah, it was. 12 Minutes was published by Annapurna. You know how Annapurna games are. Digital are both like the two indie the the publishers where they publish like indie games that will get you some spike in attention that others won't. Definitely, and I feel like last year was an interesting year for them because they had twelve minutes in this, and I don't hate the Artful Escape. I don't think it's a bad thing, like a bad game, but man. Like, it is genuinely... Right, here's the premise, right, Cal? I'll give you the premise, right? All right. Lay it on me. Give me the, the elevator premise, pitch. The, right, the premise of The Artful Escape is you're playing as a character uh, whose name I do not remember, but it was a very boring name, so we'll just go with Jerry. Uh, no, no, I'll look it up. <laughs> His name is Francis. There you go. It's, it's, it's fucking mad. Close it? enough. Uh, His name is Francis, right? And so... Francis is a folk singer who comes from a very small uh, country town who's fa- uh, who has a famous uncle who was basically world-renowned. He was like a famous folk singer, and he made this town famous because of who he was. Mm-hmm. And basically, this town has a lot of pressure on him to basically be the next version of his uncle so that they can carry on the legacy. They kind of force him into what he wants to be. But Francis really likes... like space opera music like you know the kind of like orchestra like heavy like kind of jazzy kind of very much synthy kind of space opera music and so one day uh he basically gets i don't know if abducted is the right term but he basically gets this opportunity to explore the universe and go through this basically this space opera of his own where he basically becomes the greatest space opera player in the whole universe and it's basically a game where you have an electric guitar and you it's basically like it has rhythm game elements and it's basically just a journey throughout the stars with like a really cool soundtrack. And you think, you know, do you think oh it should have some interesting gameplay to it? It does fuck all. It's literally walk left. It's walk from left to right, dude. It's a 2D basic platformer where you walk from left to right, and if you hold square, you play music. Like that is literally <laughs> it. That is the gameplay loop. If you hold square, you play music, and the world interacts with it, and that's it. That's the game, and it's about two hours long, and it's like the story it tells. It's not bad, but also you can probably tell where it's going from the start of it he figures out who he finds out who he wants to be it's basically just the story of an insecure artist trying to find what he wants to be in the world and it's like that's it it's just kind of it's like three hours you just kind of get through it it's just running to the right and holding square and the rhythm game sections aren't even that good either because you can play them at any order and it's just like for some reason it's like the icons are like square triangle circle and then l1 and r1 but 
because of the way that the buttons are, all four of the buttons are on the right side and one of them's on the left side of your controller. But because they're all centralized, it fucks with your brain. Because it's like every button bar one is on one side of your hand. So it just doesn't feel great to play, in my opinion. It just There's something about the layout where it just doesn't feel good. You know? It's like how... In Melody of Memory, everything that you have to play is on that one button, is on is on your hand, on your right hand. Or with Persona, the the buttons that are on the left side of the screen are on the left side of your controller. The right side on the right side. Guitar Hero, all of the buttons are in order to the same way they are on the screen. There's like some consistency there. Whereas in the Artful Escape, even the colors that the but the little holes like shine up on are not the colors of the fucking square triangle x or anything there is no key other than you to remember that's the left face button that's the middle face button that's the right face button that's r1l1 and it's not bad it still works but it's not good enough for my brain to feel like it's natural or that it's good to play it's basically simon says where the enemy will go triangle square circle r1 and you do that and they go oh he's a fucking genius that guy is like it's not even playing (laughs) in time to music it's copying it just it's like i didn't hate it but it just felt like such a nothing video game that i was like yeah (laughs) glad i didn't pay for it like it was like there's some good music and the art's good and it, I guess it has a story. There you go. That's my review for the awful scene. <laughs> I guess it has a story. Yeah. yeah. When I saw this, I when I saw the uh, like trailer for this, I'm like, oh. Or, or when I heard people talk about it, it's like it sounds like it was made for like people who like you know older rock acts like David fans of David Bowie or something. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Like the whole story that you just said sounds like, like similar to like him coming up with a ziggy stardust persona or whatever yeah and it's definitely like that because it is about creating a persona and doing all that stuff but it's like there's no substance there there's nothing there to it it's literally walking from left to right like at least with like something like you know uh everybody's gone to the rapture or you know edith finch there's a mystery or something that you're the, there's a reason that you're walking around which is why the fuck am i walking around this game i know why i'm walking around because i'm pissing about going through space so why yeah. is everything just walking from left to right and it's like there's just nothing to it really there's just nothing to it it's like <laughs> yeah i played or my brother he played a esther a couple of days ago and i was sitting in the room while i did it that is the most nothing game walking sim i've ever like bore witness to because you're just this dude on an island by himself and there's like i guess there would be a what's the deal here but it's just the guy talking nonsense the whole time too like there's nothing to it like man rambled and there was no context for anything man genuinely my review of the art if i could describe my experience with the artful escape in like one sentence it would be this it was i played a third of the game and wanted to stop for the day but realized that if i stopped playing i would never pick this up again that is my review so i forced myself to play this for all the whole game in one set of sitting because i played 45 minutes and i went okay i've had enough now this is kind of boring but i knew i wasn't going to go back and that's what it was like if, if it hits for you i'm glad that it hits for you but for me it just kind of existed and i can see why i can see why it was nominated for a lot of stuff like best music like best score in music last year 
or like yeah. art direction because it has some great art direction it's a really good looking video game it looks really nice it sounds really nice there's just no substance to it and it kind of sucks good premise not really good execution in terms of a video game which seems to be the same issue as 12 minutes so you know yeah <laughs> you know it's what Anna it is had one of those that was a good premise and solidly executed with the Sayonara Wild Hearts was really good. It was like an actual rhythm game with a cool visual mm. style. And I actually own Sayonara Wild Hearts. I've got a physical copy on Switch because I bought it. It was like, Dude, eight, it was like I didn't pounds know there was a physical copy <laughs> for that game for a while. And then I saw like, I think I was walking through Best Buy one time while my brother was buying a computer or something. And I saw it like in a box and I was like, what? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it exists. I'll play it one day. I do have it. This is a little time. It's just a couple. It's like it's it's like two hours maybe. Cool. cool. Sounds like fun. I'll definitely do it. Definitely do it. But yeah, with that, I guess we're done. I'm done. It's 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 all three. I'm tired. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> We've had cut fun. the feed. Cut the feed. But uh, uh, it was an interesting one. You know, Kyle's computer died. Splatoon 3 is good. Artful Escape isn't. Ubisoft's having us hope about Assassin's Creed, so we're on. We're hoping some right coping. Yeah, dangerous time we're here. Yeah, dangerous timeline. Here. That's how dry we are. We're in <laughs> fucking 2022 with video games that we're going, you know, you know, it's Assassin's Creed right now sounds actually all right if they pulled through. Jeez. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but now let us know how you guys are doing, what you've been playing. Are you enjoying Splatoon 3? Let us know. Uh, with a tear from you. And yeah, I guess all links are on screen right now. Uh, you can go follow us on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing outside of the podcast, Lost Platoon 3. Yeah. Not much else. No more, No time. Too busy Splatoon 3. I think Ethan and I have some clips to upload. I have a couple of <laughs> clips, yeah. There's some fun stuff. There's fun stuff. But hey, if you don't want to check that out, that's cool too. You can go. I've just realized I have to do this this way right now because my uh, stream deck doesn't work. Let's try. Where is it? It's uh, there. You can go and follow us on Twitter at HotGamersOnly or subscribe to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com forward slash HotGamersOnly. And hey, if you don't want to look at our stupid faces, that's cool too. You can head to the link tree in the description or search for Hot Gamers Only on your favorite podcast service like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You name it. We're on it. I had to do it with the actual scenes thing, and I was like, oh god, what are they called? And like, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We're good. New OBS called my thing, so I have to do it like the old fashioned way. I'm like, ugh, truly tragic. Oh, no. The Dark Ages, when you have to actually click things yourself. Ew, no. God. Ethan has to that. go turn his own butter for his dinner after yeah, this. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> with the way the energy crisis is going, Hunter, I probably will soon. It's not even a joke. Um, oh, no. But anyway. It's Queen all fun. That with her too. Oh God, no! We're not ending it with a controversial joke as well. No, <laughs> no. Anyway, it's been fun. Uh, God, that uh, what a, what a weird episode this has been, dude. What well, uh, look, no one made it this far anyway. It's okay. Yeah, it's true. They'll it's never true. know. It's true. Anyway. That's all for this week. Thank you ever so much for listening slash watching. We'll be back same time, same place next week for more. What? I have no fucking idea. Maybe the um, Nintendo Direct will happen next week. Oh, I'm hoping. Come on, Wouldn't Reggie. That be swell? Reggie's not even there. Yeah, Come on, nice. Bowser. Come on, Reggie. Come on, Reggie. Still pull through. I believe. Uh, but we'll be back next week regardless. What we'll talk about, who knows? Uh, but until then, have an awesome week.
And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.